Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first we want to acknowledge our partners. We Coach, the Florida Coaches Coalition, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You've heard me mention before, these are four organizations that you should have as part of your network. So please check them out. And now don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for three minutes. Take a listen to our sponsorship messages. These are great um, companies too. Uh, so please listen to their message. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And the tools that they provided our teams, our athletes, uh, our coaches, allowed us to play at a much higher level. Go to Huddle.com. We believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. When you're ready to buy, use our link and they'll give you a nice little discount. Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms including SnapRaise, the fundraising platform that we've used with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you start your fundraiser. Nobody else offers that. Go to SnapRaise.com. Get started today. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to SidelineInteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. They not only generate income for your department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thank you to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channel. It's so easy, even I can do it. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast and you'll get a nice discount. That's gipper.com. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing. They're the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Do I need to say anything more? Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll also give you a dedicated client success manager that's going to provide you hands-on support every step of the way. Did I say every step of the way? Yes. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. Simple and easy online ticketing. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic directors typically only get feedback from the complainers, that 2%, the frustrated parent or the squeaky wheel. And we need to hear from them. But you also need to hear from the 98% that love and support your program. And that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. They can create a custom survey for you that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. And that data is a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to that squeaky wheel parent 
or your school board or your principal. So go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them show you all the things they can do. Athleticsurveys.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD. We've got a good friend on the show, uh, Josh Vandergriff. Josh is a longtime AD here in Florida. He's a certified athletic administrator. He and I met uh, when I was still uh, an active AD, and we were both members of the FIAAA Board of Directors. Josh is still uh, on the FIAAA Board as a uh, district rep. He's also the athletic director at Edgewater High School, which is right in Orlando, Florida. Josh? Welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, it's a blast. Like I, like we talked before, I, I listen to a lot of these all the time and get, you know, tidbits from everything. So now it's my turn to help somebody out. Absolutely. I'm excited to hear uh, your story, which is where we're going to start. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that bio, where you were born, uh, where you grew up, you know, maybe take us up through your high school and, and your college years. We'll take a break and then we'll hear about your early career. So what's the Josh Vandergriff origin story? So I was born and raised in uh, Panama City, Florida, uh, and up in the up in the panhandle of, from here in Orlando. And I, uh, I went to the high school at uh, Bay High, uh, which is one of the oldest uh, high schools in the in the state, and uh, I ended up playing uh, baseball and football there, and uh, was you know I was pretty good, and uh, ended up getting a college uh, scholarship to go play football at uh, uh, Central Methodist uh, College, and then my second year turned to university, um, and I, I I got to punt and kick there, uh, and I was you know. Uh, I was a two-time uh, all-conference player up there and kind of got into it. You know, I come from a family of educators. My mom was a, a science teacher. She was a girls' basketball coach. She was a girls' volleyball coach. Uh, and then she got into administration. Um, and then uh, once she got into administration, she worked her way up, all the way up and finished her career as a deputy superintendent. Uh, but my dad, he he was a football coach, wrestling coach for 38 years, uh, athletic director as well. So, you know, I kind of have the educational uh, roots that I kind of went to. Uh, but when I was at Central, I, I actually started off as uh, in pre-law and thought maybe I wanted to be a lawyer. And then, uh, you know, got to that aspect of, you know, doing some introductory to education classes and some coaching classes. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I, I want to be able to help kids and help develop the next generation and be a coach and a teacher, no matter if it's on the field or in a classroom. So, you know, once I graduated from there, I, I, I got my first job as a, as a middle school football coach and a social studies teacher. You know, we were talking before the show, uh, you and I uh, have a, a connection and yeah. uh, I, I, the the story that you told, which I was not aware of, of how you ended up at Central Methodist, uh, I thought was really cool. Can you go ahead and uh, tell that again for our listeners? Yeah. So I, you know, if you actually look at from where Fayette, Missouri is to where Panama City is, it's about 17 hours driving on a map. And a lot of people, you know, say, well, why'd you go to Missouri and you're from Florida? And I said, and I always say, well, you know, they paid for it. So I decided I was going to get some education out of out of my athletics but you know uh 
I, I was recruited by uh, head, at the head coach at the time, Coach Purdom, and the defensive uh, coordinator and special teams coach, Coach Ken Oliver. And I was, you know, I went, I went up for a visit and I was looking around and I was checking out the school because, you know, it's, it's, it's small town America, real small town. There's one stoplight in Fayette, Missouri. But you're only 20 minutes away from Columbia, where the University of Mizzou is, and it's a fairly big town. So I went up there, and we were checking out the school, and, you know, they went to the spring game, and the coach was talking and went and watched, and watched the their field goal kicker at the time miss two field goals and three extra points. And Coach Purdom ran up in the stands after everything was over with and said, you're my guy. I need you. I need you to come to Central Methodist. <laughs> and so uh, – I said, okay. So I said, let's talk about the scholarship. And he and, he, and they did, and we did. And it, it turned out to be a, a great choice for me. You know, I made some really good friends that are in the coaching profession today, uh, coaching high school. Some of them went on to be cops. Some of them went on to, like, I know one of my buddies, he works in the Secret Service. Cool job. But we all played football at Central Methodist, and we all came from all parts of the country. So it was, it was really cool to see So and fun at the time. Yeah, as, as I shared, I had coached with uh, Greg Purdom back um, uh, at his previous stop at uh, Missouri Valley College, which is you know one no. of your uh, you know conference right. rivals. Right. And uh, you know, again, you never know. You know, uh, you know this this decision here, that decision there. Uh, you know, you and I ended up meeting uh, in, in Florida years later, but I, I just love that that connection. Um, Let's go back to your high school days. Uh, again, you know, we're, you and I were from Florida. I was up in the Panhandle for a number of years, you know, as the AD at McClay. So I know about Bay High School. Um, did um, you have a chance to to play for your dad? Where, you know, was he, um, you know, one of your coaches uh, growing up? So he was. Uh, when, you know, when I was in middle school, he coached. Uh, he was my football coach. And uh, I was, to him, I was, during that time, I was just another player on the team. Uh, I, it wasn't the son and, you know, I didn't call him dad. I called him coach V just, just like, like everybody else did. And, uh, you know, but it was, it was one of those things that you, you get, you got to see. Um, and, and I always loved it because it was one thing that even before I got there as a little kid watching him with all the other players, you know, back then it was, you know, seven players, weren't picked up by the time they were supposed to be picked up. He loaded them all in the back of his truck and drove them home. Uh, you know, today that's, that's kind of a no, no, but back then, you know, that's what you did. Um, you know, he was always one of those coaches that was like, you can tell us we're, we're, you know, we can't hug them or any of that, but we're still going to hug them. We're going to tell them how good of a job they did. We're going to get on them. You know, we're going to hold them accountable. And, uh, you know, one of the good things I've always asked my dad, I said, I said, Dad, how many wins did you have in 38 years? And, you know, and he he really doesn't even keep track of how many wins and losses he ever has. You know, one time he made a joke and he told me, he said, 78. I said, there's no way you only have 78 wins. You, you had a He was like, no. He goes, that's how many wedding invitations I've gotten, how many baby invitations I've gotten, you know. Uh, how many times somebody's, you know, called me and wanted to tell me, you know, graduation from college or something like that. So and kind of gives me chills down my spine when I talk about it. Um, but those are the types of things that that was rewarding to him. And, you know, it was my job was to make to help create great human beings in in society. And, 
and he did. And that, and that, and that's how he kind of created his wins and losses. Uh, great stuff. I'm going to guess uh, we'll hear his name mentioned later on in the podcast when we ask about mentors. <laughs> that will be one of them, yeah. <laughs> our, for our listeners, our guest today is Josh Vandergrip. He's a certified athletic administrator. He's the director of athletics at Edgewater High School, which is uh, in Orlando, Florida. Also a member of the FIAAA Board of Directors. We're going to take our first break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com. Change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And the tools that they provided to our coaches, our teams, and our student-athletes allowed us to perform at our highest level. Go to huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is actually an interactive touchscreen video console that is going to highlight your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that allows you to tell more compelling stories to better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And when you're ready to purchase, use our code, vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get a nice little discount. Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. Yeah, Jake, we use Huddle here at school. We're a Huddle school, uh, just like uh, a lot of schools in Orange County are. Um, but yeah, I got it for all of my sports. We 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 use it. I mean, it helps with highlights and getting our kids promoted to college. Yeah, when I first heard about the the school aspect, the team thing, I was skeptical, and I think some of our coaches were too. But once we got it in with the smart cameras, the Huddle Focus, and everything, you know, our, our coaches just loved it. So uh, yeah. uh, appreciate you sharing that. I'll let our our friends at Huddle know. All right. For our listeners, uh, we're visiting today with Josh Vandergrip. He's the athletic director at Edgewater High School at Orla in Orlando, Florida. Josh, uh, you kind of took us up through those college years. Um, let's talk a little bit about your early career, coming back to Florida. Um, what were some of those early teaching and coaching jobs that, in your case, kind of paved the way to becoming an athletic director? Can you share your uh, your history with us? So when I first got, when I graduated from college, you know, I, uh, I honestly got tired of the snow and decided that, you know, I wanted to move back to Panama City, be closer with family. You know, I love being up in Missouri, but it just, you know, I, I can only deal with the winters for so long before I had to uh, dial up and be like, you know, I got I to gotta find the sunshine at the beach. So uh, I moved back and I got a job. Uh, my first job teaching seventh grade world geography. Um, and I was going to be an assistant football coach and uh, you know, but something happened in the summertime with the head football coach. He left and took another job. The principal comes to me and says, uh, how about uh, you want to be the head football coach? <laughs> I said, 
All right, I'll do it. I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, I have a background in it. So, so I taught, uh, you know, seventh grade world geography and uh, was the head football coach. Um, really, the first year, honestly, didn't know what I was doing as a coach. I mean, I knew I knew the X's and O's of the game. My dad was a coach for a long time, but I had to kind of feel out, you know, I wasn't a player anymore, so I couldn't, you know, talk. You know, talking to the players like a player uh, and them not understanding how everything in the aspect. So it took a while, you know, and I first, you know, ran into a couple former coaches that uh, helped me and kind of guided me at the time. Uh, Chance Spivey was one. He was actually the athletic director at the middle school. And I'd always talk to my dad about a couple different things. And, you know, they kind of helped kind of guide me in that direction. Um, and so. I ended up actually for six years, I was the head middle school football coach and the head middle school basketball coach. Um, on my fifth year, we actually won the school. The school opened probably in the mid 80s and we won the first uh, county championship for the school in football and in basketball. Um, so I, I, I got better each year. Um, as a coach and, you know, and it was in a lot of things of going in professional development and help, you know, going to the, uh, being introduced at first to the Florida Athletic Coaches Association, where, you know, you have other coaches from around the state and they have kind of a middle school aspect as well. Um, I started, I put my uh, foot in the water coaching high school baseball as well during that time. I went back to Bay High to my alma mater and, uh, was the head JV baseball coach. Um, so during that that six year time span, uh, I was kind of laying the foundation. Uh, a lot of it sometimes was trial and error, uh, and there were there was a lot of learning coming from uh, everything that I was doing, uh, not being able to understand or being able to get the help that I I really really needed at the time. Uh, and so, you know, I kind of just almost taught myself, uh, with the help of just a few and, you know, sometimes that's how it works, but, you know, I, I ended up, you know, teaching civics, seventh grade civics. I taught sixth grade world history. I taught eighth grade American history for those six years, uh, you know, in the social science department. So they moved me around a little bit, but, you know, some consistencies there was still, still coaching that basketball and that football um, and then I always enjoyed the, the, the baseball that baseball is my passion. You know, I always tell people football paid help pay for college, but I love playing baseball. That was, that was what I, I love to do. Um, and so, you know, when I could get back and I could start coaching baseball and, and understanding using the tools that I learned, uh, to help become a better coach over the years. So, yeah. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, I, I'm just thinking back to my own, uh, you know, early days, 100 years yeah. ago, you know, coming out and, you know, coaching everything. Uh, and I was a good player, I guess, but really didn't become a student of the game uh, as I should have uh, mm -hmm. until much later. So uh, I definitely can relate to those experiences. Yeah. So I know in uh, so like 2011 or 2012, I uh, I left Merritt Brown, uh, one of my. One of my good friends and coaching mentors uh, left the college ranks and came into high school. And uh, so I, he asked me, he said, hey, you know, 
I, I would really love for you to come on and be an assistant baseball coach here. He goes, I've already talked to the football coach. He said, you know, he's got a spot for you. If you want to become the JV head coach, you could do that too. And so what we did, it, well, I, you know, I applied for a teaching job at Mosley High School. And uh, I ended up getting into the social studies department. I was coaching baseball. I was coaching uh, JV football for the first year um, as, you know, the, the head coach and the, the defensive coordinator and running the defense as well. And, uh, you know, that that was a great, great time frame for me. You know, eventually Perry Brown, who was the head football coach at Mosley, he retired the next year. And so they hired a new football coach, uh, Jeremy Brown, at the time. He was at Jefferson County, um, and he came over to Mosley. And, you know, and I always – and I tell people in, in my coaching circle all the time, I said, honestly, that was one of the biggest things that kind of helped me understand um, coaching kids and what coaching kids really means and what it's about. Because Jeremy brought the aspect, and I never heard of it before, uh, the 3D coaching aspect um, and the model. And that's what he loves to do. And, you know, I just – I fell in love with it, got to know um, Jeff Duke real well and, uh, you know, kind of started my real – I almost want to call it my renaissance of coaching, my real professional development um, and started understanding, you know, just not being a student of the game, but also being a being a, a student of the students so that they understand that I, I'm there for them, that they care. I care for that, that what they what they're what they're going through, no matter if it's on the field or off the field. But I'm also there to help them understand. So, you know. That's kind of when when that happened and kind of started moving along and we you, you just see a change in your coaching and 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 even that you we started winning we were playing in state championship games in baseball and it was it was like the I tell my wife all the time it was the greatest time of my coaching life was the five years that uh, I was at Mosley um, you know there just as coaching baseball and, and, and coaching uh, in football. Um, 2013, the, the athletic director retires. And uh, they were like, you know, you have the perfect mentality to do this job. And I'm like, I don't even know what this job is. I said, I really, honestly, I, I, I've coached. I don't know what an athletic director does. You know, they can try to explain it to you and this and, and that and so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll put my name in for it. And if I don't get it, it's no big deal. I, I think I was only, you know, 28 at the time, 29 at the time. And, you know, if I don't get it, it's no big deal. But I, I, it's another great interview aspect that I could go through and, you know, different questions. So um, lo and behold, lo and behold, I get the job. And they're like, so you're going to be the new athletic director. <laughs> Principal's like, here's the keys. And good luck. I was like, well, what do I do? She was like, I don't know. I don't know what the AD actually does. I know that and she goes, just keep things off my desk. I said, okay, I can, I can figure something out. So I started kind of, and that's when I found the FI AAA. Um, there was a, you know, I was actually not, an, I was not the athletic director uh, yet because it wasn't July, but I had gotten the job. And so I find the FI AAA, and I 
I'm, I'm reading on the website and I'm looking and I see that they have LTI classes. And so I'm like, oh, okay, let's, let's see what these are. So I'm taking, uh, I think it was LTI 501, 502, 503. I think I took three that first conference that I went to. And then I basically looked at it and I was like, you know, I have to figure out and I have to meet people. I have to go. And that's when, you know, I, I met like Roger Mayo. I think I met you. I met uh, Jody. Uh, oh, man, now it leaves me. He was at Forest. Um, was the president. Jody Phillips. Jody Phillips. There it is. <laughs> I met Jody and uh, uh, Russell Wombles. And I asked Russell and Russell was like, just email me when you get back and I'll email you all my stuff. I said, okay. And I did the same thing with Jody and Jody said, yeah, no problem. So, you know, making those connections made the whole, made the job, understanding the job a whole lot easier. And so, you know, I went from being, you know, the, the AD that really didn't know anything. Uh, and then over eight years at, at Mosley as the athletic director, I got nominated and won. It's behind me, the state athletic director of the year award for section one, I think it is. And uh, just for, you know, I always say just for doing my job. <laughs> That's all, what I think it is. Um, you know, and three years ago, uh, I, you know, I needed a change, I think. And uh, a buddy of mine was uh, the head football coach down here at Edgewater. And he told me that, you know, he's had in the five years that he's been here, he's had five different ADs and it's just been a revolving door. And uh, so I talked to the wife and the principal actually came down to FIAAA and came in the door and said, you're Josh Vandergriff, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, I want you to be the next direct athletic director at Edgewater High School. I was like, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know where Edgewater is. <laughs> and so he was like, gave me, a, and so we talked and, you know, it, it wasn't good at that time, but the following year, you know, they had the opening again and they were looking for another athletic director. And so I applied and got the job and, you know, been here for three years and, it's it's been an incredible incredible adventure so far in my athletic director uh road i guess i could say well, well you I, I guess the good news is you ended the curse uh and, and that you're you, you've been there now for three years so yeah, you know, that's hope true. that that keeps going for a long time uh <laughs> and again that one of the things we do with this podcast is we share the stories the journey uh yeah. that that we all take and, and the names that you mentioned um you know, Russ Wombles and, and Roger Mayo and Jody Phillips, you know, uh, I, I met Roger uh, maybe the second or third year I got involved. And I got involved with FIAAA very late in my career. Mm -hmm. uh, but Russell and Jody, uh, they were there. I think they helped teach the first LTI course or maybe the second LTI course that I took. But you're absolutely right. You know, just uh, whatever you want, they'll send it to you. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Um, for our listeners, our guest is Josh Vandergriff. He's a certified athletic administrator, and he's the AD at Edgewater High School uh, for the third year in a row uh, in Orlando. Uh, we're going to take another break, but we're coming back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their indoor scoring tables and their video boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an athletic director 
is our sideline interactive indoor score table. It not only generates income for our athletic department, it also creates the ultimate game day experience for our student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, check out their great products, see what they can do for you. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Josh, um, we always like to ask our guests about the mentors that they've had in their life. Uh, none of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that helped you along the way? Uh, I, I've got a guess of maybe one or two names that you might share with us, but uh, who are some of your mentors? Well, I mean, of course, we talked about my dad uh, early on. And, uh, you know, he, he's been, been one of my big mentors, uh, you know, at a young age, um, you know, another, uh, great mentor that I, I had was, uh, Glenn Manley and he used to be the athletic director at Bay high. Um, you know, kind of when I first started, uh, you know, technically he was my football, he was my, my kicking coach and he was a special teams coordinator. Um, when I went to high school at Bay high, but when I came back and started coaching, he had actually become the athletic director. Um, uh, and you know, help him kind of guiding me and when I first got the job kind of helping until he actually ended up retiring um and so the funny thing about that though is you know they actually pulled him out of retirement uh last year because they couldn't find anybody at Bay High so they pulled him out of retirement and he'd been out for five years and kind of didn't know how much things had changed over the five years so he mentored me kind of at the beginning of my athletic director career. And then I'm now mentoring him on things that have changed over the course of the years. I think I lost you. I think you're muted. Yeah, no, no, you're good. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. No, um, no. Yeah. So, you know, over the course of the years, things have changed. So he calls me from time to time about, uh, different things. And so I kind of help him out. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the things that he kind of, uh, guided me, got helped guide me in were the organization being organized, you know, having calendars for your administration and stuff like that. So the principal and the assistant principals know where they're going and you, you know, they don't have to ask questions. It's simple. It's it's streamlined, um, less thinking that they have to, uh, you know, those are, those are things that, uh, you know, kind of stand out to me. Um, uh, and, you know, he's always, you know, and today, anytime I go back to Panama city, lunch is all, he always says lunch is always on him. So, and, you know, we, we bounce ideas off each other and, um, he's from, I always say you're from the old, old school and, you know, I, I like the old, old school ways, but I have to adapt the old school ways to the new ways. Um, to, to keep things going. Um, another, uh, another mentor that I had, uh, was Tommy Santamont, uh, who was just elected to the FIAAA. He, he was the, uh, uh, the Bay County director of athletics. Um, and he was already out, uh, and retired when I got the job at Mosley. Um, but you look at it and, he was up. I would be like, "Hey, you know what? How? What can? You, what can you help me out with?" And he was like, "FIAA." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "FIAA, 
that's where you got to go. Those are things you got to do. So that's when I started Googling what FIAAA was, found out about the LTI classes and, and the conference and everything. And then I get down there and I'm like, he's super involved in FIAAA. He's running the Mandy Stoll auction. He's, he's been on the board of directors. He's, you know, he's now in the hall of fame. And I didn't even know any of that. And, you know, and, and, and I've known the guy probably since I was 10 years old, <laughs> but you know, I didn't know. And so, you know, though, and him getting me connected with those types of things. And it was, it was, it was really cool when, um, he's on, he does a radio show now in town, sports radio show. It's like three retired coaches and him as the County AD and they talk local sports, they talk college sports. And, um, one day I would just come back from the conference and they had made the phone call that he had gotten in the hall of fame and he was talking about it on air. And I was like, I got to call him. And he was, he got mad at me because I knew, but I wasn't allowed to tell him until they made the phone call. And I wanted, and I wanted to tell him, but I knew I couldn't until they did. And he was like, you should have told me I was getting in. And I was like, well, you know, so, you know, those, the, uh, you know, another big one, like it was Roger Mayo, Roger, Roger, uh, you know, he was in a different county and he would always pick up the phone, no matter if it was something small, no matter how busy he was, he'd always pick up the phone or return an email. Um, every time he introduced me to a bunch of people down in FIAAA, because, you know, and, and honestly, if you go down there for the first time to a conference, it can be overwhelming. There's a, you know not you know having that first time attendees where you know you go in there and you there's people in there that you can meet but if if it can be overwhelming for what you have to do especially if you don't know and having people to be able to make those connections and say hey this is so and so from Apopka this is so and so from Clay County this is so and so from Bavard County and then you just start talking and you know and it makes and it makes those connections a whole lot easier to make and then you know now you've started to integrate yourself into uh into the FI AAA and now those connections just start expanding and so now you're not even you're not even working see like at the conference like you know me and Mike Ito we sat next to each other at a board meeting but he was two hours down the road. I could always pick up the phone and call Mike. I did it like two weeks ago. Had to ask Mike a question. He picked up the phone. We, you know, and we talked, we ended up talking for 45 minutes. I mean, it was only a five second question, but we ended up talking for 45 minutes. And then, you know, those are things that um, it's always great when, you know, and I, and I credit Roger with trying with getting me in to that aspect and, and kind of like almost pushing me and saying, just go talk to these people. And that's what you need to do is just to go talk. And so, you know, those are three of the, you know, my, my, what I would say, athletic director kind of mentors and, and people that, that helped me get along, you know, another one. And still today, I still sit down and talk with him all the time is, uh, is Jeff Duke. Um, and he helped me coaching wise. He still helps me AD wise, you know, when, and and he actually coaches here at Edgewater. You know, his his son is the head football coach here at Edgewater, and and Jeff will he he helps. Uh, uh, we always call him the he's the coach's coach as well. Um, but you know, it's always and he always comes in every day and he'll say, "How you doing today?" He always just checks in on me, and you know that goes a long way. 
but you know, anytime there's things going on, cause he used to be, he was the County AD in Leon County and he moved on from there. So he, he knows, he knows how the things go. So um, it's always good when you have those people that you can talk to that have been in the line of fire. They know what you're talking about and, you know, maybe might have a piece of advice for you to get through it. Yeah. Again, you really hit it on the head, it, building your network, you know, having those go-to people and, and adding to it. And I always love to hear when mentors are still a part of your life. It's not just this name from the past, you know, at the beginning of your career, they're still very much a part of your service, yeah. your network. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. For our listeners, uh, we're visiting today with Josh Vandergriff. He's a certified athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director at Edgewater High School, which is in Orlando. We're going to take another break, but we're going to come back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Snap Mobile for their support of the podcast. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms. So you've got Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course you have Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We used it at our school with great success. Our teachers, our coaches, our parents loved it, and it works. They've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com. Get started today. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Josh, we have a lot of uh, young ADs, new ADs to the profession, and I think it's important that they hear the journey that um, we all take, particularly with our national organization and the LTI courses. We've already mentioned you're a CAA. That doesn't happen by accident. So, Talk a little bit about that journey, that process, and maybe let us know where you're at uh, as you continue that uh, NIAAA journey. Yeah, sure. So, you know, the first thing I would say to any young AD is get involved, go to the state conference, start taking LTI classes, start with the first one, you know, there, and, you know, and it, and it's a lot of times it's not about the actual class. It's about the class that you're taking it with and the instructors in the class. They're going to give you great information, but you're also going to you're going to continue the networking process that you can you can pick up and you know make even better every single day. Um, you know, I when I first started, you know, I think it, when I started working towards my CAA, you know, I, I would take the classes and I'd look at them and you know, I didn't know all about the the CAA the CMA. I was just at first taking the classes to learn the job and understand the job. Um, and then once I went to my first national uh, conference, I think it was in Nashville at the time. And I went and started looking at other things and I was like, okay, well now with the national association that, you know, you have the CAA, you have the CMA, uh, you have different things that you can do with these classes that you take. So I started looking at it and I, and I started looking at how many classes that I've already taken. And I was like, okay, so I was doing the points and I was like, man, I just don't have enough points. I don't, I don't get what I'm doing. So I think at a meeting, I said, Jake, I don't understand why I don't have enough points. And he was, you were like, no, you have to put every single thing. 
I was like, oh, so once we did that, I was like, oh, okay, I have enough points now. So, so then I was like, okay, the next conference, I'm, I'm taking the, the CAA exam. And, you know, I had all the classes that I had to have for that exam. Um, and then, you know, I had all the points and all the sheets that you have to have. And so I signed up for the exam and, and took it, went to the study session that they had. And I took the exam and I was like, I don't even think I passed it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, don't, I was like, I walked out of that room and I felt defeated. And I was like, man, I don't know what I just feel, but come to find out I passed it. And I did a very good job on it. And it was all the information that I retained and everything like that. And I was just, but when I left the room, so I was like, if you, so for those of you coming up, if you're listening to this and you take the CAA exam and you leave feeling defeated, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it, it'll be okay. So, you know, I got my CAA and here in Orange County, that's a big thing. We actually get a pay bump as an athletic director. Not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of uh, schools in Orange County, or I mean, outside of Orange County do that. So, you know, having that CAA, kind of helps, you know, you know, put, makes that 25 cents an hour go to 35 cents an hour. So, um, but you know, the other thing was Roger called me one day and said, Hey, I'm moving to the executive board. There's going to be a district one opening, uh, and for a, a board member, I was like, I don't even know what that means. Roger. He was like, no, you get to sit on the board. You get to see how the inner workings of the FIAAA happen and i was like okay i said so i do i just say yes <laughs> and and get the job or he's like well no it's an elected position but i'm leaving in the middle of my term so the president just appoints you and so i was like okay i said well i would be willing to talk to the president and, and uh, everything like that so i did and scott Dravznik, and you know he was at father lopez at the time called me we had a great conversation he added me on his district one now i I'm, I work with Scott in Orange County, you know, and he's at Horizon. So, you know, it's one of those things where you do everything and now you, you're, you're working with the same people that you were, you were, uh, you were communicating with. Um, so, I, you know, I served on that board, uh, I think from about 2016 to 2020. Uh, when I decided to come down here, I had to give up my position on the board since it's not district one anymore. Um, so, so, but yeah, I served on that for four years. I was on the Mandy Stoll committee um, and uh, I was on the communications committee. And, and once again, it's where you're, I just, you know, you meet people and you learn and, you know, you, you get the idea. And, you know, that's one time I talked to uh, uh, John Stramola and, you know, he was at, uh, I think it's Ridgeview or Riverview at the time before he became Clay County's AD. Um, you know, we, we always had great conversations. So we see each other at conferences now. We're good friends. I can always text him if we need anything or if I have a question, you know. And, if you know, if I ever want to try to move into that county AD role, you know, now I have a great source in John or I can call Dan Talbot. You know, those, those uh, people have that great source if I ever wanted to, you know, move into that type of role and just instead of being a high school, being, being a county AD. But, you know, the FIAAA is the one that I always give credit to as it kind of puts you on a path to doing the job the right way. And with the retention rate that athletic directors have and being able to have 
the, the, the I'd almost like it's the netting in the circus where you have the guys jumping through the hoops and everything. And if they miss, they land in the net. I think the FIAAA in that is that netting that you have that helps you be able to do your job the right way and be able to help your coaches and your kids um, be successful. So, you know, those are things that I've always give, given credit to the FIAAA of helping me become a better athletic director all, all the way around. You know, it uh, you know, was not ne- this weekend, but next weekend when we have the we have the conference. I, I'm going to take a, another another class. Uh, can't remember what it is, but I know it's a 700 class. Uh, I know Scott Dravnik. He keeps getting wanting me to take the teaching class, so so he can he can get me. But you know, going to the state conference and then going to the national conference. The national conference is a whole other animal. It's awesome, but it's a whole other animal. Um, now I know and it's coming to. Is it Orlando or is it Tampa? this year i think it's orlando right orlando this year and then tampa i think two years after that yeah so yeah those you know uh especially you know if you're in the if you're an athletic director in the state of florida get to the national and i mean you can take so many lti classes there it's unbelievable but i mean just hearing the the speakers and and meeting the people and talking to the people it'll blow your mind um and it's so much that you know i just I honestly, my first national just turned into a sponge and was just like soaking it all in and, you know, and getting it and getting as much as I could to take back. And, you know, and I, and nowadays, you know, I always say my, when I, if I go to, let's say the FACA athletic director clinic, or if I go to the FIAAA athletic director, you know, all of the clinics that they have, my goal is to come away with one thing. If I can come away with one thing from that from that conference, it was worth it. Sometimes you'll come away with multiple things, but always look for that one thing that you can always maybe either implement or what it it can help you in any way. I mean, that's what the FIAAA is there for and the NIAAA. So, you know, those are the things that I always look at. Yeah, uh, again, I, I remember that conversation that we had, and it's not uh, uncommon. Uh, so for listeners, if you're thinking about the CAA, the form that you fill out, there are a number of different sections, and you should just think, all right, what is this talking about? You know, if you host a coaches meeting uh, weekly, monthly, every year, you know, that you get points for that. You know, if you do an awards program, if you do any kind of newsletter, you know, that's publishing, uh, you know, there's points there, uh, legitimate points that allow you to meet the criterion uh, once you take the courses uh, to sit for that CAA exam. And I don't know if this is, is good or bad. I think the pass rate, the success rate for the exam is, is something like 94%. Uh, so, you know, it's exhaustive. But it's also, as, as we say, and I used to administer that test for a number of years when I was on certification, we'd say it's common sense. You know, just yeah. what's the best answer? Don't uh, don't talk yourself out of a good answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, great memories there. Um, yeah. For our listeners, uh, our guest is Josh Vandergrift. He's the athletic director at Edgewater High School in Orlando. We're going to take another break. I know that's shocking to our regular listeners, but uh, we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Here we go. We want to thank Gipper for their support of the podcast. 
Go to Gipper.com. See how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channel. These days, it's all about marketing your teams, your student-athletes, your coaches, even yourself. And Gipper's going to help you do that. Go to Gipper.com. Start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Josh, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you do at Edgewater that you're particularly proud of? These might have been initiatives that you brought to the school, or maybe it's something they've been doing for 50 years. But uh, what are some things that uh, you can share with our listeners that you would call best practices? So some of my best practices that I use, you know, I've developed, you know, and then they're not even close to perfect, but we fine tune them almost every year. But the biggest thing is, is, is organization. And I create myself checklists. And so, you know, talking with other ADs around the state, you know, I, I was trying to figure out what I could best do for a Friday night home football game and be prepared and not forget anything and make sure everything's set up and not have to rush on a Friday all day long to try and get everything done. So, you know, I created a, a checklist for myself that starts on Tuesday and goes all the way through Friday afternoon. And, um, I, you know, uh, during football season, I go through that day and I check it off. Okay, this is what I got done. You know, no matter if it's having the PA script done, having, you know, sending an email to the opposing AD head football coach, Vanderhecker, to making sure that, you know, they know the parking situation, the locker room situation and all of that. You know, one thing that I've always kind of, you know, it, it kind of irks me a little bit is when either my football team shows up, which I always kind of to an away game and nobody knows anything. Like they pull up to the stadium and it's four o'clock, the stadium's locked. There's, you know, nobody's, nobody's around and you got five coaches trying to find somebody to unlock something um, so that they can get things done. So, you know, making sure that, you know, that doesn't happen, you know, those, those are all kind of organizational things that I kind of go off of the checklist to do, you know, one of the biggest things I have is that I created is, is, you know, it's a Google sheet. Um, and it's a schedule maker. It's a live document. And that's what we call it. We call it the schedule maker. And that's where all the coaches go on. They put their schedules and they have certain areas where they write. Then they see that, you know, this is, you know, we have all our games here. This it says school leave. Well, if you have to leave early, you're going to tell me when you want to leave. So all this goes in before the season starts. And then I go through the transportation. I'm telling them if I can get you a school bus by that time or we got to do a charter bus or you got to do vans. Or, you know, is it right across the street or parents walk, driving? You know, those are those are in that column. So we always look at different things, but it's all on one sheet for one team. So the principal can always just pull it up. She has access to it. Um, but and, you know, I put my go my 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 tickets on there. I put my officials on there. I put my contracts on there. So everything's in one area. So the coaches, myself, my athletic trainer. Um, and you see my sign behind me, don't forget about me today. She made that for me because sometimes I do forget of calling her and saying, hey, the game got canceled today because of rain. So, you know, those are things, those are little things right there that, you know, people don't think of, 
but you know, it's, it, it's keeping yourself organized and, 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 and doing, and doing those things. You know, I have a big calendar in my office, which a lot of ADs do. I mean, everything's on there for two months. So sometimes I'll, I'll have people come in and they're looking, you know, the SGA sponsor, uh, they have access to our schedule maker. They have access to our gym calendars because they have to be, there's all kinds of things going on at a high school that people, you know, some people don't know about, you know, they like tonight we have FCA black light dodgeball in the gym. <laughs> well, we had to find a date to put that in there. So, um, you know, most people are like, what? That's yeah. I said, I, you know, had boys volleyball practice. Then I had to, they have to get set up for that. So, you know, sometimes you, you have to have those things in place. And the other one, the other Google sheet that I make is for our administrators. Um, what I do there is I create the administration, uh, their, their supervisor schedule um, with my assistant ADs and my deans and assistant principals. What, and what we look at is I make it before the spring, before the fall season, before the winter season, before the spring season. So if there's a date on there that doesn't work for them, they can always just trade with another administrator. But they see it up front. They have access to it every single week, um, and they can always pull it and change it if they needed to as long as somebody comes in and fills their spot. But they know where they have to be, how many games they have to cover, uh, and what time they have to be there. So, And then it also tells them which athletic trainer is on duty with them that night in case something bad happens. So, you know, that, that, that all of that together – you know, to me is, is the organization that you have now uh, you, to be an athletic director, you have to have that organization because if not, you're going to think fast. And I, and I, and I've learned that the hard way in some things, you know, not, not hitting deadlines during early on my career, FHSA deadlines, having your rosters in on time, you know, different things that you have to do, but keeping yourself organized, having your check, checklists and to-do lists, you know, creating some spreadsheets that will help you be able to put things in perspective. Um, you know, I always say principals always like to see everything on the screen. If they can see it, they know what it looks like. You know, those are things that they, they like, um, you know, and then if somebody doesn't show up, that print, you and the principal can pull it and be like, so-and-so is supposed to be there. Okay. Now the principal is going to go see so-and-so and wonder why they weren't there. Um, so though, you know, having those in, in, in being, and like I said, everything's not perfect. You know, every year I'm looking to fine tune it, change it, add it, share it with somebody. Um, another organizational thing that we do is with Google forms is I create a Google form that my coaches at the beginning of the year have to fill out. And in that same form, they have to put their FHSA cards, um, that they get, you know, their, 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 NFHS learns uh, certificates, their CPR card, um, all of that goes in this form, but it also, it allows me to get their shirt size. It allows me to get their home address, you know, for when I want to send them a Christmas card or a thank you card, uh, you know, at Christmas. So I have their home address, you know, I have all their cell phone numbers. Um, and then that way everything is condensed into one and I need to be able to get a hold of somebody or be able to do things. But also, you know, if the county asks for so-and-so's cards, uh, certificates and CPR card, 
I know where they are and they're all stored in a folder. So having all that stuff every single year, having it organized, being able to understand the organization um, and not have the chaos all around it is, is one of my biggest. Um, my other one is, is coaches and parents meetings. Coaches and parents meetings are the biggest things that everybody's like, okay, yeah, I have a coaches meeting at the beginning of the year. I said, okay, well, how many of your winter coaches remember what you said in, in the summer coaches meeting? That's where, that's where it comes in. So I do have a, I have a beginning of the year coaches meeting where I bring in the bookkeepers and I bring in, you know, security, I bring in the system principals, you know, we have lunch and that's what that's getting back together, getting the school year back together. But in the real nitty gritty, I actually have a fall coaches meeting. And in that fall coaches meeting is just the fall head coaches. And that's getting, and I give them all the information they need to know before the season starts. So when I'm giving them all of that information, it's just for them. So I don't like lose the spring coaches and the winter coaches because none of that information goes to them. So when before winter season starts, before the first team even does tryouts or whatever, you know, I have a winter coaches meeting. And the same thing in the spring, I have a spring coaches meeting. So the stuff, some of the stuff I might cover in the overall coaches meeting is going to get covered twice, three times. But if, if something goes wrong and I go to that coach and I said, well, you got it here. And then I told you again here, you still don't understand it. So then we have a different problem. And then, you know, at the end of the season, I also have a end of the year coaches and that's more of, fellowship get together let's you know summer stuff but you know great year um but the breaking it down and having those coaches meetings yeah i mean and they're not long I'm, i mean right after school 45 minutes go home i mean if you if you have everything written down make a powerpoint whatever it's all here for you to do you're not going to be able to you know you know you're not going to run long it's going to be boom 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 questions answers trainer comes in she ha does her spiel for tryouts and stuff like that but that holds your the attention of the coaches and i, and I tell other ads all the time Gee, i treat the coaches like i do the kids in class keep keep them focused on you because sometimes they're going to score along you too and you're going to have to be able to keep them focused you know that the parent meeting aspect i go to every first parent meeting i have my little spiel that i go through um, talking about, you know, parent involvement, fundraising for the teams, chain of command when it comes to, you know, you just get mad at the coach and don't just decide to call the principal. There's a chain of command that we go through, you know, and then I hang around for them to, to answer any questions or just meet the parents because talking to the parents eliminates a lot. I mean, back in the day, I, they used to say, oh, you don't talk to the parents. Don't talk to the parents at all. But, you know, you just talk to the parents. Having a casual conversation, then I see them at games. I, I'm standing by the gate. You know, they say hi. I say hi. We have com casual conversations. They know who I am. They're not just that that guy over there is the athletic director, but we don't know who anything about it. We just know he's here all the time. So, you know, ma making those connections, you know, with the parents and with the kids, um, 
that's the that's the biggest and that, that kind of rolls into the building the relationships and that's always evolving no matter if you're building relationships with the administration no excuse me your coaches the parents or even the students i mean to this day i still love and the reason i do lunchroom duty it's not because i like doing lunchroom duty but it's because i get to hang out with the kids i get to walk around see all of the athletes talk to them say hey man tough one last night I heard, uh, you know, y'all were on the road and you dropped one to East River. Like, yeah, coach, it was a tough one, you know. But, you know, that conversation right there goes a long way of, you know, than them, me just walking past them and like, oh, that guy doesn't care. I mean, yeah, he's in charge, but he doesn't care about us. So, I mean, building those relationships to help those kids to be able to, like, you know, earlier today, you know, right after school, we had a signing. I mean, we signed seven to play at the next level. And, you know, having those relationships with those kids, uh, understanding I was proud of every one of them. They're great kids, great parents. And, you know, they're moving on to the next level. So, you know, and I and I don't know if I got it from you, but I got it from somebody on the FIAAA. I had to say this. In every coach's meeting, I have a big sign at the end. And it says, either you coach it or you allow it. And I think I got it from you, but it, it goes a long way. And those coaches understand that and they see it. And, um, and it's in every meeting, either you coach it or you allow it. And that's going to be the, the, and that's what I, and, you know, ever since I've got it from when I was at Mosley, I brought it to Edgewater and, you know, the bet, some of the best things we steal from other ADs <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm never trying to reinvent the wheel. I mean, well, that's not going to be me. So I'm going to I'm going to steal from other ADs. And if it works for you, it'll probably work for me. And sometimes it might not. But this one has worked for a long time and it, and it, and it holds true. That's the thing. Well, we can stop the podcast right now because you just, uh, you know, used my my favorite saying you you've actually, I think, improved on it. Uh, and I didn't invent it. Uh, I heard it years ago. I wish I knew where I got this, but. Uh, it's followed me at every school I've ever been at. Our coaches know it. Our parents knew it. Uh, I would say everything we see is either coached or allowed. You know, you've just mm -hmm. you know, got it down to its essence. Uh, you <laughs> coach it or allow it. Great stuff. Uh, and uh, again, those best practices you talked about, um, the the scheduling, the organization, you know, the, the mundane minutia of being an AD, you've got to have that. Or yeah. it's chaos and you won't be an athletic director for long. But then you also hit very importantly on the relationship aspect with kids, with coaches, got to treat them like kids. Uh, and also with the parents, uh, you know, hopefully one of those LTI courses you're signed up for is our uh, partnering with parents course, uh, which I was part of the authorship team, uh, you know, little self-promotion there. Um so again, great, great stuff. Uh, I don't want us to get by without doing this. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more, and listeners, I think you got a great resource here. What's the best way that they can get in touch with Josh Vandergriff? So two ways. The, the The easiest probably way is for to you to email me at uh, Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A dot Vandergriff, and that's V-A-N. D-E-R-G-R-I-F-T at OCPS.net. Or you can just call myself and or text me. And uh, that's 
3061. And listeners, if you're going to text, you know, tell him what it's all about. Don't just say, hey, Josh, call me. Uh, you know, let him know what's going on. Uh, Josh, this has been so cool uh, reconnecting uh, for me and also to uh, give you a chance to share on the podcast. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now, that last segment, you know, you filled uh, an entire dump truck with tools and they were all fantastic. <laughs> um, but when we come back, uh, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So uh, let's hear from our final two sponsors, Hometown Ticketing and Athletic Surveys. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Josh Vandergriff is going to put into his athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets, not just for athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, school dances, even graduation. And the best part, every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that provides you hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thank you to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. They sponsor the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic directors usually only get feedback from the complainers, that uh, squeaky wheel parent or maybe a frustrated student athlete. Athletic Surveys allows you to hear from them and the 98% of the parents and student athletes that love and support your program. And that's tremendously valuable data, especially when you're meeting with that squeaky wheel parent or with your principal or with your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey for your school that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting today with Josh Vandergrip. He's a certified athletic administrator. He's on the FIAAA board, and he's the director of athletics at Edgewater High School. He knows his way around the world of athletics, but right now I'm going to challenge him to send out a brand new AD on the very first job, but I'm only going to let him put three things in that toolbox. Josh, what's going to go into your athletic director toolbox? All right, so the first one, is is going to be the organizational aspect of you're going to have to have you know if you're a technology person then using spreadsheets and forms and different things like that i would recommend you know your cell phone your google calendar everything that on that side if you're not a technology person i like sometimes me i have a planner i carry it in my backpack now i also do the technology things as well but having a planner um, or something like that, though, those are, those are the things that, you know, to help keep you organized, never be ashamed of to-do lists. Uh, you know, always get to those things on your to-do list. You put them on. Sometimes that to-do list is just going to keep growing and growing and growing, but, you know, always, always try to get to, uh, mark them off. So that's, that's number one, it, it, you know, just being organized because that's going to help you go a long way. Uh, my other one, my other two, the first one's going to be, you know, you want to be as an athletic director, be present 
and be visible. I mean, and I be out there, be at games, not 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 just games. Be it, go go to prom, go to grad bash. You know, out see your athletes outside of the the aspect of athletics. Now, being at the games, um, that that's part of the job. But you know, being in be, being in the hallways during class change, being at lunch. You know, lunch duty, meeting the kids, talking to the kids, being with the kids, you know, getting out to parent meetings, getting out to, you know, if there's a booster club fundraiser, you, know, you might have to go. You don't have to stay the whole time, but just being being present and, and, and doing those things. Um, but like I would always say, you know, I go and I do it, too. I, you know, I, I work prom. I go. I love going to grad bash. I like roller coasters. So I'm going to go ride the roller coaster. But but riding the bus with the kids. You know, go into, you know, a homecoming dance after, you know, on a Saturday night after a home football game. Yeah, you don't want to do it, but it's good to be put yourself out there and, and, and to do those things because the kids, are, you know, that's one of those that's that building that relationship with with the kids um, and, and, and the parents because they're going to they're going to see it. They're, the kids are going to talk about it at home. Yeah, I saw Coach Vandergriff. He was riding the roller coasters at Universal during grad batch, just having a blast. You know, those. Those are things that, that they go a long way. Um, the the last one is is, is you got to have a balance, and that's my and that's it. Took me a while. It actually took me till I got married, <laughs> but I had to. You have to find a balance between being the athletic director at the school and your family, and you know one cannot supersede the other. Uh, if that does, family supersedes anything. And I tell my athletic director, my assistant athletic directors that all the time, if, you know, you have to go to a school play, if you have to do this with your son or your daughter or whatever, let, let either let us know in advance, either go do it and come back, whatever you can do, we always have to have that balance because I don't want, if I was to leave this job tomorrow, somebody's going to fill it and it's going to continue without me. It's, that's just how, the, how it's going to happen. So I can pour my heart and soul into it, but if I don't have a balance with my family, then I'm going to lose someplace. So developing that balance, uh, and you know, and sometimes you know, uh, you know, beginning ads they could just be a husband and wife with no kids. Then you have to develop a different balance if you have kids. You know, if you're not married, you know, there's there's still still need a balance there. You don't need to throw. You know, excuse me throw yourself in into the the mix 100%. But, you know, to not burn yourself out, there has to be that balance um, in, in your life. So those are my those are my top three that I would talk to a beginning AD about um, is one being organized. OK. Uh, and then, you know, being present, being visible, being out. Um, not just sitting in your office behind your, you know, behind emails and, you know, and that's it. Um, like I, people get mad at me all the time because like, well, I left you a message. I said, well, I'm not in my office. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, this conversation we have is long as I've been in my office today. So, but you know, those, those are things that come with the territory. Um, and then, you know, having that balance and, you know, and if I was to add a fourth one, it's, Find the mentor, find the networking to help yourself. Do not try and reinvent the wheel. It's already been done. Okay. 
get get with people, call me. I'll send you everything. They did it for me. I'm just passing it along. Russell and Jody and Roger, they did it for me. And and Wombles reminds me of it all the time because now I'm working with him in Orange County. And uh, but you know, we we get together and you know, those are things that I always remember from those guys that helped me get to where I am and why I've been in this business for so long now. And I, and I really appreciate that. And now it's my turn to pass it on. I guess I'm not the young buck anymore, even though I want to be the young buck still, I'm not, I'm, I, this is, you know, I think year 13 that I've been an athletic director. So, um, yeah, I can't say that. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that anymore. I didn't know I couldn't do that. So, but those, those are my, those are my, those are my four that I would put in the eighties toolbox to help them be successful in the first couple of years. Yeah, uh, they were all great tools. Uh, we were all young bucks at one time, uh, you know, maybe uh, not so young, but uh, still bucks. Uh, I, I love them all, but I, I always love to hear about the balance tool you know uh it's it's one that i look back on i could have should have done better i don't think i was awful but i should have done better uh and you you touched on a good point um the balance is not just for your family which is important okay you got to be there as a parent uh as a as a partner but the balance is also important for you yeah. So you don't burn out. So you're not at a school where you're the sixth athletic director in six years. Uh, sure. You know, what happened to those people in front of you? So, Josh, great stuff. Thanks so much again for sharing. Uh, I know we just did it, but one more time. If one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? So you can email me, and that's at Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A, dot Vandergrift, V-A-N-D-E-R-G-R-I-F-T, at ocps.net or you can text me or call me at 850-258-3061 okay josh vandergriff edgewater high school uh, fiaa board uh thanks so much for sharing with us today and all the best at um the the upcoming fiaa uh, conference and for the rest of your spring sports season yeah it'll be good to catch up when uh we see you in two weeks hey remember it's either coached or allowed it's ghost or loud. You're right. For listeners, um, we appreciate you tuning in today and we upload the videos to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.